0: Welcome to the Senergy Podcast, your source for small-cap investor news, videos, and exclusive interviews on emerging public companies in North America. Joining us today is the CEO of Nevada Lithium Resources, trading under the ticker symbol NVLH on the Canadian Securities Exchange, also known as the CSC, Mr. Stephen Rentschler. Stephen, it's great to speak with you and have you on the show.
1: Aleem, how are you? Thanks. It's great to be here.
0: Let's start off with a brief description of Nevada Lithium, as well as a brief introduction on yourself.
1: Okay, um, Nevada Lithium, uh, as you said, is listed on the CSC under ticker symbol NBLH. And uh, our core asset is 50% ownership of the Bonnie Claire Lithium Project that's located in Nevada in the U.S., about two hours northwest of Las Vegas. Uh, we're an advanced developer with a preliminary economic assessment that was recently completed at the end of last year. And uh, with regards to my background, I've been uh, in natural resource investing for about three decades now, um, predominantly as a, an institutional buy-side analyst slash portfolio manager uh, for mutual funds and hedge funds, and also working in the communications industry with uh, natural resources companies, so uh, I've been around the block for a while. I've been CEO of Nevada Lithium for oh a year and a half now, and uh, we're we're very excited about what we have here, at Bonnie Claire.
0: Steve, you've clearly been part of the natural resources industry for a very long time. Maybe a good place to start is for you to tell us about what excites you about the lithium industry. You know, it seems as if there might be more moving parts than in any other commodity right now, and I'm hoping you can tell our audience how you view this opportunity.
1: Yeah, you know, the way you put it about so many moving parts is is really an excellent descriptor, uh, particularly when you view this industry, you know, with uh, basically the, the outlook that, the industry really doesn't exist. I mean, uh, you know, the lithium industry is basically being born before our eyes. You know, one of the things that I've seen over all these years of investing is is disconnects uh, between investors' perceptions and, and the fundamentals of what's are actually going on, uh, you know, at the commodity level. And perhaps the thing that gets me most excited, um, you know, about the mismatch that I'm seeing here with lithium is just the demand is, is essentially there. It's, it's baked in because of electric vehicles, there's no doubt about it, decarbonization, all of this. And it's it's there through financial initiatives that have been offered. It's there because of, you know, government, um, you know, I won't say intervention, but legislation that's been put in place. All of this is just driving a tremendous demand. And the, the supply of lithium that's gonna be needed to fulfill that is just nowhere near to be found. Um, you know, if you've been around natural resources, you, you sort of know that demand basically tracks uh, global, you know, G- GDP. So it's a couple percent a year. And if, if things start to get accelerate more than that, prices really respond. You know, as an example, when copper goes from, you know, somewhere around 2% a year up to 4% a year, as it has at times, you see tremendous price responses. You know, the, the lithium industry, the supply that is going to be needed to fulfill the demand is just of magnitudes greater than what we see in in a normal commodity. And what I think we're going to see is, you know, price is going to have to be the factor that basically discriminates about who gets the lithium. And the thing is, is we really don't have any sort of a historical example to look at to see how that's going to to play out. So, you know, in a nutshell, what I tell people is I've never been more excited because we have to build a new industry. The demand appears to be baked in. Um, it looks like, you know, now geopolitics are coming in, which makes things even more disruptive and, and basically adds to, you know, the volatility in prices, which which in many ways is an opportunity for companies like ours. It's reflected in, you know, in things like preliminary economic assessments and preliminary feasibility studies. But it's, it's just so dynamic. And if, you know, if you're a long-term investor and you can look past some of the wild swings, the opportunity is there because higher prices are really where are going to drive the the value in all these projects going forward.
0: I could not agree more. Stephen, lithium prices have skyrocketed this year, pretty much in a straight line going up. It seems to be a common theme on my podcast where I ask lithium CEOs where they see the price. So I'm going to do the same. Stephen, w- what do you think, you know, in terms of prices going forward? What are your thoughts?
1: I think I think they're going to stay high. And, you know, I would I would probably put out there, you know, whether they're fifty thousand dollars a ton. And I'm talking lithium carbon equivalent here or 60 or 30 or 85 like they are now. It really doesn't matter because, you know, the days of going back to ten thousand dollar lithium, in my opinion, are are long gone. We don't know essentially what what the cost is necessary. What's the incentive cost to bring in New mines, etc. We we have no basic cost curve that's put out there. It's all it's all theoretical. We have no historical mines that can be brought out of you know care and maintenance to come and and basically fulfill this need. So the reality is no one knows. And and to me, what that means is it, it's all in the hands of the OEMs or the car manufacturers. I mean they're the ones who are going to need this lithium the most. And to me, it's it's basically it's a you know, it's one of these zero-sum games. You either want the lithium or you don't. And if you don't have the lithium, you're not going to have a car to sell. Now, you know, there have been all sorts of incentives that have been put into place now. You know, the latest one, I'd argue, is probably the the U.S. government with the Inflation Reduction Act and these, you know, tax credits that, that have been offered for, for basically critical materials that are sourced in the U.S. or, quote-unquote, friendly countries. You know, those... EV subsidies at thirty-seven hundred and fifty dollars a car for the, just the critical material components, you know, m- by my calculations, by the time we get to twenty thirty and we timed and we get to the penetration rate that y- the U.S. government wants, are worth basically almost a hundred billion dollars. And that hundred billion dollars, let's not kid ourselves, is going to be going in the pockets of the auto companies because they're simply passing through these, you know, these tax credits, uh, you know, by by basically raising the prices of their automobiles. So that's going into their pockets. That's extra incentive for them to get involved. Um, so in that context, I think you're gonna see th- uh, a type of environment basically opening up here that we haven't seen very, very long in a very long time, which is you know, the, the, the end users of this product of lithium are going to be vertically integrated all the way to the mine site. Uh, and I think in, in that kind of a, of a context, Prices are going to go much higher for much longer than what people think.
0: Even though lithium has performed spectacularly well over 2022, it has been a mixed bag for junior developers. Do you have any thoughts on the disconnect and what do you think the catalyst could be to really get investors excited about the space?
1: I really think it's going to be direct investment by an OEM into a lithium company, into a lithium, you know, basically a lithium project, not necessarily a producer. You know, because that, to me, is going to open the gates. Everybody's eyes are going to say, okay, the OEMs are taking this, you know, really seriously. Now, there's already been direct investment in the, into a lot of the direct lithium extraction projects that are out there. You see often, you know, the most talk, I would say, at least in the U.S., is the, is the Salton Sea in California where they want to, you know, extract the lithium from, from the geothermal brines. But that's not going to be enough to do it. I mean, all the different types of projects that you're springing springing up in Canada and the U.S., actually around the world, I would argue are going to be necessary to fulfill the the supply profile that's going to be needed to meet, you know, demand. So when we start seeing, you know, basically the car companies becoming involved with, you know, um, sedimentary, sedimentary deposits like ours, or maybe pegmatites, and you know, in Eastern Canada, or uh, you know, other brine projects. Then you're going to know, I think, you know, that okay, folks, we're entering a new a new chapter here. And or and if you're you know if you're a baseball fan, it's analogous to the early innings. We're, this is very very early, so you know we're going to be entering a you know a new inning, maybe the top of the second, maybe I don't know, bottom of the second, something like that, where this all plays out you know, the, the car companies in particular, you know, nobody wants to be involved with a mining company. I mean, I remember 20 years ago in South Africa, you know, when everybody was scared, uh, you know, that they weren't going to be able to get catalyst, meaning platinum and palladium, you know, because of South Africa. And so direct investment was made in, in, in basically getting, you know, large stockpiles of physical metal, things like that. And, you know, it didn't turn out terribly well for the car companies. Now, a lot of the people who were involved with that, frankly, retired. But the reality is, is that, you know, the people involved with sourcing this material from, you know, from different areas of the world, et cetera, this is not the thing that they normally do. So there's a learning curve that these companies have to go through. We have to give them a little time. I'm, you know, other companies like ours, I'm sure, are all trying to talk to them, et cetera, find the right people. But I think finally, when, you know, when when it happens, when the announcement is made that somebody's invested into a mine somewhere, ver- vertical integration or project I think that's going to be the thing that really ignites all of the, you know, all of the lithium industry going forward.
0: Steve, let's switch gears for a minute and have you tell us about the Bonnie Claire project you have in Nevada. You have a recent preliminary economic assessment that used lithium prices that are a fraction of the current lithium prices today, and a lot of work continues to be done on the project.
1: Yeah, we're obviously very excited. You know, when when you look at something like a preliminary economic assessment. And, you know, often you'll, you'll have tables in there um, that are provided by the, you know, the authors that show the, you know, the, the sensitivity to, to basically different uh, constraints, um, you know, in terms of how much does the value increase, you know, given a change plus or minus 10 percent, you know, different things, cost, the capital expenditures, uh, you know, the, the price of the underlying commodity. Well, ours is, you know, t- tremendously, um, uh, tremendously uh, sensitive to change in lithium prices. So you know we had you know a very very solid, robust, I would say, um, preliminary economic assessment at thirteen thousand four hundred dollar a ton, LCE prices, and that was basically at the about this time last year ballpark. You know, quickly prices ran up to thirty forty thousand dollar a ton, and you know it shows uh, given those types of, of prices. We just have a tremendously high uh, net present value, a real, real needle mover for any strategic that would want to get involved with us. Um, because of that, and it's one of the reasons I tell people whether lithium prices are forty thousand, or eighty thousand, or fifty thousand dollars a ton for our project, it really doesn't matter because it's just, you know, uh, net present value, multi billions of dollars. You know, after-tax rate of returns, you know, well into the 30s, 40s, 50 percent, around 40, 40,000 dollar lithium. It's this is a very, very attractive long-lived asset. You know, what we would be planning on doing is is basically producing 30, 32,000 tons of lithium carbon equivalent for for 40 years. Um, you know, with the possibility of, of basically producing lithium hydroxide, and when you think about lithium in the, in the battery space, those are the, the two main things that you're going to hear about: are carbonate and, and hydroxide. Um, and you know, the reality is, is, we've been continuing to to de-risk this uh, PEA with continued drilling, get a higher confidence, in, you know, basically our resource, and also to de-risk the metallurgy that's that's going on. So. We've been successful in both parts. We've been releasing additional drill results, some very deep holes to see what we have there. Uh, we've been finding high grade, um, coming up very close to surface. We've, looks like we've got correlation between the holes uh, as we step out farther, which we're now able to do because of an expanded permitting uh, footprint. So we have a, a lot of things that are going on. We're ahead of a lot of other people. Uh, you know, We're gonna be working towards pre-feasibility studies, so that's additional de that's going forward. And uh, we're just very, very excited because again we have this this backdrop of lithium prices that you know really have have no end in sight, and, and frankly, which I'd be perfectly happy if they just stayed where they are.
0: Steve, I've been following the story, and, and I do see the drill results coming out. Do these do these results change the story in any way?
1: You know, they they just make it better. Everything else being equal, the you know you always want to see higher grade coming to surface. So we have the potential to mine, in a, mine this, uh, this resource in a, in a couple of different ways. The one that we've chosen is called Large Diameter Borehole Mining, which we're testing now the geophysics uh, to see if that will work. But the reality is if, if you have to uh, remove less overburden to get to a higher grade and can get to it earlier in the mine life, you know, the net present value is more beneficial to the project. So, you know, we're happy to see this. Obviously, um, this is one of the interesting things about uh, – about the exploration component of, of what we have uh, at Bonnie Claire, because Bonnie Clare is a huge, huge property. It's it's literally one and a quarter times the size of Manhattan Island, you know. And if you think about that, we, you know, we're basically going across the bottom half. You want to say Midtown and Manhattan South is where we're at, and and poking holes in. We have a couple more holes that we're expecting to come out relatively soon, um, and uh, hopefully they will share the or show the, shape, the same sorts of results. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where we're very blessed, we're very uh, happy to see what's coming out, and I would just look at it as if it's just icing on the cake what we're seeing now with these drill results.
0: Yeah, you know, the land package at Claire is certainly big, and I don't think people realize how big it is. Um, Stephen, we've seen how fast lithium companies can start getting tremendous volume and attention from a good discovery. Most recent example would be Surge Battery Metals a couple weeks ago, um, and before that, Nevada Sunrise. Stephen, what will it take for Nevada Lithium to get this type of attention from the market? And why do you
1: believe that Nevada
0: Lithium is undervalued right now, given the positive results and attractive project?
1: You know, it's, it's interesting, and I mentioned, I think, at the very beginning, um, is, is that I've often seen these disconnects as a, being as an institutional investor over many years, where, you know, investors are, are focused on on one thing. And I would argue there's been a, a very large exodus of investors over time, particularly into into high tech, into cannabis, things like that, and they're only just now starting to to I think return. Um, so the focus I think of, of those who've remained is, has been sort of very um, um, very not historic, but it's it's the way it always was when she, drill results were always sort of the driver. That was the excitement, et cetera, things like that. But the thing is, we already have preliminary economic assessment, right? right? So that's integrated the drill results that we already had into basically a first look at what the economics of this this project look, would look like. Whereas if you were just go out in the field and, and drill something and, and get results, you really have no idea, frankly, what it means. Though obviously higher is always better than, than lower. I think in our case, it's gonna be a realization that, hey, the PEA is already done. The de-risking is very important. Uh, there are going to be certain milestones that, that, frankly, we've talked about that are going to be, I would say, even more important than, than drill results, which are, you know, metallurgical results, which are, can you actually produce a, a battery-grade carbonate? Because I think what a lot of people forget is is that a lot of these projects are not going to be able to produce something that's of sufficient purity to actually go into one of these lithium batteries so i think that's going to be important for us we're hoping to announce that early in the spring um and i also think that it goes back to what i was saying it's it's going to be direct involvement with a strategic of some sort who basically you know is by putting their their investment dollars you know at risk saying hey yeah we understand the need for this we think this is a good project and you know we want to be involved and all of that is, is is you know basically something that we're working at nevada lithium so You know, I would say to people, hey, we we hate to see what's going on with the stock price right now. Uh, But understand, as you follow our news, uh, good news continues to come out and it's just de-risking the project and, you know, unlocking the value even more.
0: That leads into my next question. What are some upcoming catalysts that shareholders and other potential investors can look forward to going into 2023?
1: Well, we're going to have uh, the very short term, I'd say, additional drill results coming out, which are going to, you know, have implications for upgrading our resource uh, as we work towards preliminary feasibility study. We're going to have scientific results coming out that are going to help determine, you know, whether large uh, diameter borehole mining is going to be the preferred type of, um, of mining method at Bonnie Claire. Uh, we're going to have. Um, um, We're going to have the, you know, the announcement, uh, we hope, of uh, battery-grade carbonate production, uh, also hopefully hydroxide production coming from the lab sometime in the early spring, which should be monumental news, in my opinion. You know, and what I hope is, as we continue to work towards the goal, is that we'll be able to announce... You know, a partnership with, you know, some sort of a strategic who wants to get involved, you know, with the company, you know, who understands, uh, you know, the scarcity of lithium and and the benefit of having something sourced in the U.S. to be able to take uh, to to take advantage of things like the Inflation Reduction Act and, and just the overall security of supply that comes from from getting material in, you know, Nevada, USA, which is arguably always one of the top three or four mining jurisdictions in the entire world
0: lastly where can investors find out more about nevada lithium and your project the bonnie Claire?
1: the best place to go is nvlithium.com we try to keep everything up to date there on the website uh at times we've done stuff with social media and hope to be cranking that up a bit more i mean sometimes you go through these phases where a lot of the work is that's being done is is behind the scenes and doesn't necessarily uh generate the i would argue the excitement that that it should But uh, we hope to be having a lot to say soon. So, you know, keep your eyes out on on our Twitter, Instagram, et cetera. But in particular, go to the website. That would be great.